0: (laughs) Oh, here we go. The greatest stories never told has a Spono. And it's none other than our legendary mates at Cooper's Board Store. Cooper's is an institution on the New South Wales Mid-North Coast. But the good news is Cooper's Board Store is available online for everyone. Over a thousand boards in stock. It's Australia's largest in-stock board store. It's located in Coffs Harbour or you can shop online at coopersboardstore.com.au the crew of ship and surfboards australia wide every day and offer top line brands like js industries firewire sharp Eye, mayhem lost dhd stacy mr chili aloha the mick fanning soft tops quickie roxy and more and you can also get your weddies from coops as well rip curl o'neill Visla, billabong quickie roxy they're all in there get in now to get your orders in for chrissy Coopersboardstore.com.au. 50 years locally owned since 1969.
1: Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies, welcome to the greatest stories never told. Following on from our interview with Simon Jones in the last episode of Core Lords, the Grand Wizard of Morning of the Earth surfboards. Simon Jones, that is. Uh, I've got a feature article written here about not just Simon, but also Torrin and Albie and just the Morning of the Earth surfboards, uh, kind of concept, history, uh, it's a bit about the film itself, uh, you know, it features Albie, it features Torren, features Simon and a couple of other characters. And yeah, just a, uh, pretty deep dive into the, the nitty gritty and the, the kind of, concepts and theories and philosophies and adventures that has characterized this amazing fully core like just really authentic uh relationship between the three of them it's it's pretty iconic and uh you know i would say one of the most kind of important things to happen in surfing in uh in this kind of I don't know, genre, I guess you'd call it, that uh, we appreciate so much. The real heartfelt core, but, you know, also classic. Um, yeah, style of surfing, culture of surfing. So enjoy this. And uh, a lot of the story is about Thank You, Mother, the film. And uh, I've actually included a link to it in the show notes. So uh, as soon as you finish listening to this, uh, jump into the show notes and just hit the link, take you straight to the film, roll up, roll one up and uh, sit right down and enjoy a really fucking epic surfing film
0: Fantasies Pulsing swells Them who knows them Selentown On distant reefs On fatal shores Heroes and heroines From days of yore They live on the fringes pack mondo cones Orbs of mortal conequents, pulverizing bones, adventures and nightmares for young and old. These are the greatest stories never told. Never told. These are the greatest stories.
1: The story is called A New Dawn. Inspired by the seminal surf film Morning of the Earth, Simon Jones and Torren Martin are finding high lines and new sensations on the modern Twin Fin. Albie Falzon, director of Morning of the Earth, the seminal 1971 surf film, said it best. While seated at the dining table of his Yungai Creek home, in front of his Bodhi tree and the disciples of his vision, he could see it, clear as day. This is the surfboard idea and it's just flowered, he told them. The flower is fully out and it's bloomed. It's amazing you did that, he said. The fruits of his mandala seated at the table with him was Simon Jones, the humble surfer, shaper, family and community man from the New South Wales Northern Rivers. Torrin Martin, the style master, twin fin experimentalist, son of a single mother, and fellow Northern Rivers product, Ishka Folkwell, the world-class cinematographer and filmmaker, and Simon's son, Dash. Around a decade earlier, Albie had bequeathed part of the Morning of the Earth dynasty to Simon in the form of Simon's shaping label, Morning of the Earth Surfboards. The deal was sealed with a handshake, and the pair have remained close since. It was obvious now that Simon's vision had reached full bloom meaning, among other things, the legacy of Alby's film was intact and would remain so for at least another generation. I think it's really great that Torrin's fallen in with Simon. He's got years of shaping experience and years of surfing, and Torrin is a really high-level surfer and really sensitive and creative, Alby tells me. The way Torrin surfs is in tune with Simon's philosophy and the way he thinks, so it's a great combination, a perfect marriage, and they will get surfboards out of that that will go to another level. Simon's shaping business is run out of a tin shed on a small piece of acreage in the North Coast hinterland. His boards are made by hand, with plenty of heart and classed to last. Each craft takes as long as it needs, even if it means customers have to wait a little longer, just as long as he's got time to surf the points, look after his family, stand up for his community, and make all his mortgage repayments. A product of Sydney's Northern Beaches originally, Simon and his girlfriend, now wife, Bessie, moved to Byron 25 years ago after a chance encounter with a friend in Sydney who offered him some work up north. I knew the guy, he lived up north, and I asked him if he had any work going, and he said he did, so he came up here and never looked back, says Simon, adding, I remember feeling so supremely lucky, because before the internet, you had to have work in a country town, you couldn't survive any other way. At a time when the surf industry was, in Simon's words, losing the plot and offshoring much of its manufacturing to Asia, he went the other way. I remember thinking, man, this surfing industry is losing the plot. I want to take it back to the beginning, he recalls. It had nothing to do with nostalgia. Simon is one of the most progressive people, politically and otherwise, you'll meet. He sends his children to the local Rudolf Steiner School is a voracious reader of books on everything from neural plasticity to quantum physics and Ayurvedic breathing. He spends his days in the Shaping Bay listening to the latest ABC radio podcasts and regularly engages in grassroots activist movements. He's powered by justice and morality more than anything else. So why should shaping surfboards be any different? Everyone was trying to do big numbers and get the price down so they could compete with China and all that. And I was like, this is a no-win situation. We're just going backwards. So I said to Hacho, that's shape-up friend and original Morning of the Earth surfer, Paul Hutchinson. I said to Hacho one day, I'm going to start Morning of the Earth surfboards. And I rang Albie, Simon recalls. I looked him up in the phone book and I went, no way, a foul's on, bullshit. I rang him up, cold call, and started having this rave with him, he says. They rapped about art, beauty, surfing, and the profound influence of Alby's film on Simon. The rapport was instant. Drawing on advice given to him by George Greeno, Simon suggested he drive down to meet Alby so they could discuss his vision further. I said to him up front, it's never going to be big, it's always going to be small. Because I remember George about that time said, grow small Simon. That was sound advice. I've never forgotten that, he says. He turned up at Alby's house in Yungai with his wife and young family, outlined his vision with trademark sincerity and warmth and the rest is history. How could I say no, says Albie. A few years later, Simon met Torren. Simon was still a little known, though respected, shaper at the time, eking out a living from his back shed. Torrin, meanwhile, was drowning in a sea of uninspiring boards and the jagged, thrashy lines that had become the mainstay of high-performance surfing. I just didn't have accessibility to anyone and the whole period of meeting Simon came at a part in my life where I was growing into more of myself than in those teen years, says Torrin. It was an asymmetrical, morning-of-the-earth, single-fin Simon had shaped that brought them together, after Torren stumbled across it at the Corona house. When it came to surfing, they bonded over a shared passion for pure lines and new sensations. If there is a hallmark of their partnership today, it's that it's been driven by gut feeling more than anything. It's gone along so naturally and all based on feeling, says Torren. It doesn't feel like you've been working on anything. It's more like, let's try these things, and one thing has led to another. There is nothing groundbreaking, it's just been a progression, he says. Simon knows exactly how stale surfing and surfboard design can get. He'd made all kinds of crafts to get this far, a handful of which ended up finding their way into modern board design's most experimental chapters. Derek Hines' first finless contraption was originally a kneeboard Simon-shaped. Simon is an avid kneeboarder and is heavily influenced by kneeboarding guru and design icon George Greeno. He was also trusted to work with the late, great Michael Peterson just prior to his death, serving as the hands for the enigmatic trailblazer as they designed what would be his last contribution to surfing, a series of slightly modified single fins. One of them, a remake of MP's Kira Weapon, was, was written by Mick Fanning in Andrew Kidman's reimagining of Morning of the Earth, Spirit of Akasha with the three-time world champ saying afterwards, that's the best single fin I've ever ridden. The first board Simon made for Torrin was a signature Morning of the Earth single fin, which Torrin took to Desert Point. But Torrin says he's never really gelled with single fins, and that trip was no different. He couldn't get it working, so when he returned, they ripped out the middle fin and replaced it with a couple of twins instead. The new configuration was a revelation, and he's barely ridden anything else since. There's this whole stigma around Twinnies not working, that they're a fun wave board or whatever. After writing that one, it was like, wow. It just felt so solid and perfect. I was like, what's this whole thing about them being for shitty waves, says Torrin. It was a whole different feeling. Slowly as our relationship grew, my old boards filtered out and I replaced them with Twinnies, he says. Grown up surfing at Manly, some of the best surfing Simon ever saw in the flesh was by 1988 world champ and friend Barton Lynch on a yellow Aloha rounded pin twin fin channel bottom shaped by Jeff Clough. BL rode the board into the ground until the deck had cracked and seeped up to a liter of water every session. The surfing BL was doing on it was just so fast and radical and smooth. It was insane to watch, says Simon. Simon was always enamored by the Twin Fin and its leading exponents like Mark Richards and Larry Bertelman, but it wasn't until he met Torren that he revisited the ideas. Five years later, they've turned out the most eclectic palette of Twin Fins imaginable, from five feet up to eight feet. Torren's ridden them everywhere from Cloudbreak to J Bay, Nias to Kira, and countless Aussie slabs in between. Taking's Alby vision of pure lines and pure surfing to the kinds of waves the original Morning of the Earth cast could only have dreamed of. Torrin is the most incredible surfer. He epitomizes now what they, the cast of Morning of the Earth, were doing back then, says Albie. He's the modern-day surfer, and if you look at the film and what was done then, he's almost a disciple of them in a way, he says. If you look closely, you might even see the ghost of MP's original single fins in the designs. The boards in shape are more single-fin than anything, and that's all of them, actually, says Simon. I really see them as a single-fin, because when a twin-fin is on its rail, it basically is a single-fin. It's the way I think about them anyway. The shape of them is more single fin than thruster or quad or any other thing, he says. Simon's partnership has evolved. It's become about more than surfing. Torrin was raised by a single mother after his father abandoned him at six months old. Simon has become one of two father figures who've stepped in to fill the void. I see Simon as a father figure. He's someone I really respect and honor and appreciate. Look up to and admire their way of life, Torrin tells me. Look where he lives. He has a beautiful wife, a beautiful family, shapes surfboards, surfs when he wants. His whole thing, he's not doing this to sell out. And that goes back to the influence Albie had on Simon, he says. The night I arrive, Torren has just returned from a challenging three month surf expedition around New Zealand by motorbike with his travel partner, Ishka Folkwell. Torren slides seamlessly into the family picture at the Jones's house keeping us entertained with tales of a harsh, wet journey over red wine and spaghetti bolognese. Growing up in Byron, you're on the street at 16. Everyone is drinking and doing drugs. Everything is right there, says Tyne. It's almost like you have a midlife realisation where you're like, wow, I really don't want to get caught up in that scene. That stage of meeting Simon, I was a lot more conscious of myself and even subconsciously, I appreciated that it had an effect on me. I look back at it now and I see where my life forked, he says. Simon and Torrin's work together reached its zenith in a month-long trip to J-Bay last year, in which Simon, Torrin, Ishka, Simon's son Dash, and Torrin's lone sponsor, benefactor and believer, Ryan Scanlan, aka Need Essentials Wetsuits, took a dozen of experimental twin fins to try out on the world's best right point, or as Torrin calls it, the Big Brother of Lennox Head. The boards and Torrens surfing on them left an impression. We all enjoyed watching him surf, so much flow, yet there was also the critical aspect too, says Dion Ladigan, a photographer who shot and surfed alongside pretty much every well-known surfer you can think of at JBay. You see a lot of guys pulling in here on all sorts of boards, and especially on retro boards, and they don't surf the wave to it or their full potential. The wave will expose you or your board's deficiencies quickly. They never hindered him, they only worked in his favor says Dion, adding, says Dion, adding. It should be said his attitude was stellar, did an inside paddle, mostly hung down the end of the wave, and yet still somehow managed to get a bunch of bombs every session. For Simon, the experience of watching a world-class talent push his designs to the limit on surfing's ultimate canvas was unforgettable. It was just a huge rush, he says. It was amazing to see somebody riding your boards and to see it all happening so beautifully there in front of you in that amazing situation. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life, he says.